1: Hungover in the best way. Feeling
2: so smug.
1: Feeling smug as hell.
2: Feeling on top of the world. Last night was so fun.
1: We did our first of two shows at the Dynasty Typewriter in DTLA, And it was amazing. MacArthur Park was alive last night. With lols, glam.
2: MacArthur Park said, there's something in the air. What could it be? A lot of things. blowing up the dynasty typewriter
1: they said it could be a lot of things
2: could be the opioid crisis
1: but right now it could be
2: rampant unhousedness or <laughs> it could be sup sup at the dynasty typewriter wow. someone said I think it's sup this time maybe not every time, but this week this day this uh, night this
1: night and then a week from today yeah happy
2: show what get over it get over it
1: um happy show it was so fun thank you to everyone who came out it was a packed house stole it was crazy we had a whole entrance we did a bit i think it paid off it was great i came out under a robe laura pushed me in a wheelchair in a rolling chair
2: he channeled his inner vicky gungleton
1: in iceland it was so fun so thanks to everyone for coming out there's tickets still on sale for our next show a week from yesterday mm-hmm. same time same place
2: yeah it's gonna be major
1: but tickets are going fast because we just sold. them. now it.
2: people realize they realize what they're missing and they, they want... realize what they want to see again and they're on board to come back so now you're in the fight for your goddamn life to get a ticket
1: we just got tickets like updates and they're selling yeah like that's gonna be sold out soon so I would get on it <sighs> Right now, be part of it, because...
2: I would pray when you're listening to this and you want to come and you don't have a ticket that it's not already sold out, because it just might be.
1: It just might be at this point.
2: And that's on you, Dole.
1: That's on you, and that's on... <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, uh, I read something interesting today. What? Which is that Republican, Republican. <laughs> Republicans have fought the fight of a century... To make sure that you can smoke in the Capitol building again. I saw that.
1: Which I was kind of like...
2: Honestly, slay. That's a huge point. That's a huge point for Repubs.
1: That was a bit of a sleigh, I have to say. There's bringing back to the day of just smoking inside and get, having all your furniture smell like ashtray. Mm-hmm. That's what I they want. I
2: guess you've always been allowed to smoke in your office...
1: That's pretty crazy.
2: That's crazy and honestly a reason to get into politics.
1: So you can smoke in your office?
2: Yeah. I can't even smoke inside my own house. Not that I would want to, but like... That's hardcore. Like, you can't smoke. You can't... What what other office? I haven't even heard... I thought smoking had been eliminated everywhere.
1: Not there. No. They don't play by the rules. I
2: love that.
1: I mean... That was
2: like the one good thing.
1: That's... That's a hardcore smoker. If you're smoking smoking in your office. But,
2: like, think, I would, if I had...
1: That much pressure?
2: No, just if I had an office and, like...
1: Not like they even have pressure. Like, what do they do?
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know when you're, like, writing or something and you want to smoke and you have to, like, take a break and go outside? It sucks. Yeah. Like, if I had the space and maybe an office that wasn't connected to my house. Maybe an office that was in a whole other building that was really nice and getting like ozoned out. I don't it'd just be a luxury. If you could open a window and then just smoke and like stare off. Are they emo? They're kind of Tumblr girls over there if they're smoking so much. The Republicans? Yeah. Yeah or they're any smoker. They're e
1: girls. They're like they're it's very like dime square.
2: It's poetry. Um, they're Lana.
1: They are Lana. They're just—they just, they just want to like smoke cigs and you know shuffle el- papers, eliminate rights for LGBT people.
2: Honestly, if they're smoking cigs, doing it. God bless them.
1: <laughs> Open up a beer, sit it over here, and play your video games. Um, no, it's—and you know there's Dems that are smoking in their office.
2: Let's hope.
1: I pray. Like, I would love to see Nancy Pelosi... just No,
2: she was one of the people that said tried sucking. to eliminate all smoking like, on a federal level. She's the enemy, as it turns out. Biden hates community sex. of smokers.
1: <sighs> also, the Republicans right now are, like, really upset. They think that the Democrats are coming for the gas stove. So, they're doing all these, like, annoying Republicans on social media like Matt Gates and all those people. They're just posting, like, gas stove challenges where they like they'll film or post their own gas stove saying come and get it (laughs) because they think because they think biden's trying to eliminate all
2: i think unfortunately gas stoves are actually really bad for you like to have one in your house
1: They're all going to, like, asphyxiate (laughs) in order to own the libs.
2: The gas stove challenge is turn on the gas stove at the highest it can possibly go and film it for 30 minutes while all the doors in your kitchen are closed and then celebrate by lighting up a cig.
1: The gas stove challenge is kneeling down before your gas stove and sticking your head inside it. The oven. The oven. That's the
2: gas oven challenge.
1: Oh, the gas oven. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Get it right. (laughs)
1: well have the gas stove going anyway yeah and then stick your head in the gas oven and then that's how you
2: an extra fuck you
1: yeah to Mm -hmm. biden yeah (laughs) ben yeah i'm also just like this is the end of my political political news of the week but i'm george santos is like now the long island and new york gop is demanding that he resign Mm -hmm. because he's lied about everything and yesterday and today he's been getting flanked by paparazzi like news reporters and photographers in the capital as he's like walking to the elevator. And they're like, Mr. Santos, will you resign? And he literally is about to get on the elevator in this big trench coat. And he's like totally queening out. And he goes, no, I will not. And gets on the elevator. It's literally like the end of Serial Mom. That's a
2: slay. Honestly, another point. They have a gay villain. Who do we have? I'm waiting. No I'm waiting.
1: You can't. They What they have on their side is camp.
2: Camp and honestly, pure cuntiness and an evil gay and smoking. I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta Open say, up a beer
1: and say, it's, it's go. looking kind
2: of good over there. Oh no, it's looking <laughs> a little bit enticing over Stop. there. Dems better cunt it up.
1: Dems, they do need to, they need Dems to, Dems have keep...
2: never been cunt in their lives. They're the anti cunt.
1: They need to keep on giving cunt,
2: they need to really. Uh,
1: they have to step it up. Read
2: like Susan Sontag's notes on camp, and then they'll never. Yeah, they need to like do a little bit of research. Yeah. Step your pussies up, I beg of you. The whole world's been waiting for years now.
1: They're just they're the Republic Pussy Game Week. Some woman who ran for Congress. She's like a horrific conservative. She because they were all blaming Pete Buttigieg for why there was that weird outage yesterday that like grounded all flights in the morning, which is like. What? How did that happen? <laughs> and they were blaming him, of course, even though he has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And this one woman was just like making gay joke after gay joke about Pete Buttigieg, and it was like, "Sorry, Biden." When Buttigieg heard trains, he thought of another kind. And then she wrote. And then she wrote. Mayor Pete really blew it this time. I'm like,
2: girl, use that. I tip my hat to you.
1: I don't want her. I'm like. So obviously, like, solidarity, but also...
2: But also, you said she went, did that. I don't like that. I'm just saying.
1: They love to blame.
2: Everyone loves to blame. That's, <laughs> that's not true. like That's not, like, a specific, yeah. like, conservative thing. That's true. The blame game just goes back and forth. The
1: blame game.
2: Um. What else was I thinking of? That was it. I went... Are <laughs> you okay? You okay, Claude? No,
1: I'm laughing at... Um, When I saw the the train tweet, I went like this.
2: Oh, I'll take it back. Biden's laptop. That's cunt. What did he do? Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, Hunter
1: Biden's laptop. Yeah, he's cunt.
2: Yeah, but he's not really. Is he a politician? I don't even know.
1: No, he's just like a fail son.
2: Yeah, that was that was giving
1: him. Just like (laughs) why he felt the need. I mean, that's such crack behavior to be like, I'm gonna photo booth. Everything I do. Everything I do. And just, like, document my absolute twilight madness.
2: hmm And then just, like, leave this laptop randomly in a repair store. I mean, that's he awesome. He served. He's camp. He protected and he served.
1: Your Honor, he's serving. hmm Hunter Biden enlisted, but not in the kind you think. He enlisted in the cunt brigade. <laughs> he's on Banks. the front
2: lines of cunt yes. with that laptop. Joined by George Santos, that conservative lady making the gay jokes. I won't say who I thought I wanted to say. Who? Lest you, Putin's always serving. Cut. Oh no, he is though.
1: When he's falling down the stairs and sh- shitting his diaper,
2: that's kind <laughs> That's camp. <laughs> to shit oneself. He's never
1: served in his life.
2: He has. You just are not supposed to say that, but like you can on- you can serve cunt and also be like an evil person. It can be both. That's actually the biggest secret. That's the
1: definition of being cunt.
2: Honestly, being both things. He's joined also by a lot of different people that have served cunt. I'm not saying I agree with anything he's ever done, but I will I'm gonna point out cunt when cunt's being served. What do you want from me? You want me to lie? You want me to be dishonest and fucking fake? I'm not going to do that. She feels like Putin. He say he served. Lindsay also served. Oh, cunt. she's
1: always serving cunt. Yeah. Lobotomy, Lindsay, even more. Because mm-hmm. now she's like, she is. She's, she's been. She's in a new era. She's been lobotomized.
2: No, I just, I really do think that she's like a devout Muslim now. Really? Yeah. Which I think is
1: yeah, deep cunt. Great. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, I'm glad. I, I think religion can be good for people.
2: Mm-hmm. Certainly her. She needed to find God. <laughs> it's true.
1: Ms. Shane Hulse. <laughs> <laughs> In rare form today. <laughs> I guess Access Hollywood asked Jennifer Coolidge on the red carpet <laughs> what role she would want to play. What's the
0: ultimate dream role for you now? What would be if you anything
1: you could could happen? What would it be?
2: I've always wanted to play a dolphin.
1: <laughs> a dolphin? Like a you mean like an animated like a feature? No, like, like, like a, flipper. Yeah. What's the ultimate? I've always wanted to play a dolphin.
2: I love that. I have a great dolphin role for her. What? There was an episode of Saving Sex in the City 3 where dolphins were heavily featured. Were they bad? I think it was Drew Drogie's episode, actually. (laughs) And she would be great if we could make... The dolphins didn't have, like, voice roles, but I would be willing to make one for her specifically.
1: I'm still... Yeah. I, I just, like, I'm always... Whenever I think of a dolphin, I'm just, like, immediately taken back to the days of, like, girls having, like, dolphin folders. Those like painted the Lisa Frank folders? No, like more realistic and like a like surreal, but like dolphins like with like Saturn above it and they're like poking up looking up at Saturn. Mm-hmm. Remember those?
2: Yeah, it was like still kind of in that airbrush aesthetic. Yeah,
1: but I was always like, I want one. But I never I didn't get one ever. You should have gotten one. But there's always dolphin art is such a thing.
2: I love a dolphin. Me too. I went recently to i like got a little bee in my bonnet about needing to go buy stickers okay like go to a sticker store and just like go ham go fucking ham really? yeah and what I was did that it. what do you think that was i don't know i just from. love like stickers right. like little like just pretty stickers weird stickers right I have this like planner now that I'm using for this year. And I was like, I want, I just want stickers in my life. And I went all kinds, flower ones, planetary ones, horses, pigs.
1: So you're honoring your like middle school girl. Yeah. Kind of.
2: I went to a place of stickers and it was it was incredible. Were you happy? I was so happy. Where every was day this? that I can use it, there's an amazing sticker store in the farmer's market at the Grove. Really? Yes. And they have like Oh my god, I've
1: seen that. So many stickers. I have there. seen that. Yeah. I've never gone in, but I've seen it.
2: I highly recommend. Okay, I'll go they have in. every there. kind of sticker you could want.
1: Yeah, it did it looked appealing. I just didn't go in. Mm-hmm. Is it near the toy store kind of?
2: mm it's like in the middle of the farmers' market, okay.
1: kind of I'm gonna go,
2: yeah, go it's a fun, creative thing, yeah, and then you just have these little things you can like stick 'em on books and stick 'em in your planner.
1: Were there other people there?
2: mm, just the lady sticker lady actually, there were a few other people in there.
1: there is probably like a sub world of like a sub community of like sticker people that go to like conventions and like probably are on like discords. <laughs>
2: There's so many different kinds. Like, there's, like, puffy stickers.
1: What are those?
2: That, like, have, like, texture on them oh, or something. right. Or they're, like, puffy. Yeah. Like, if you run your finger, right, over, it's not right, going right, flat. Right, right, it's, like, right. kind of puffed out. Mm-hmm. There's, like, sparkly stickers. Mm-hmm. There's, like more like of a gel like clear edges but with like a gel feel sticker
1: i'm like fascinated that you just got this like divine calling to go get stickers
2: Like you know what i really need to do i really need to go to a sticker store and go get a bunch of stickers i
1: think that's good like inner child shit
2: yeah it was my artist date i was like this is i am i'm gonna like soothe with doing this Walked out.
1: And it's, like, kind of vibrant, in the sh- right, in the store? It's like... Yeah, and
2: they have all different kinds. You just go around, and you're, like, you can tear them off. Like, I got turtle stickers. I got sun and moon stickers.
1: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this sticker. hmm That was you.
2: I got, like, fruit stickers. Ooh. I got Remember smelly... pieces of cake and dessert stickers.
1: Scented stickers. Remember those? Yeah, I don't
2: like those. They really gave me a headache. Yeah.
1: That takes me back to, like, school store. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like, And that was so exciting. You would have your little envelope that your mom would put like $5 in with like some change. And you just go and...
2: Go to this, get some school supplies. Just
1: go and even though you already had them, you were like, I'm gonna go down to the... They always had it set up like they'd like a section of the library cordoned off and they've made like a little barrier and he went in and I just felt like a real cunt. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I felt really good. I felt like mature. I felt cool and I bought like rulers and things.
2: I liked pencil boxes.
1: Yeah. Like a
2: Hello Kitty pencil box that had like 10 different things that like pulled out like a pencil sharpener and like a tray and like all this stuff. Yeah. And it felt extremely cunt.
1: It felt really powerful and like autonomous and and I never used any of it, but I just had it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I got like, it, it was just exhilarating. And then we had a Christmas secret Santa shop in the library did you have that no we could we could go and buy gifts for our family love that it was fun but the school that was always and i bought stickers god maybe i'll do that
2: stickers are really underrated it just feels nice to be like i'm gonna put stickers on this planner or like in your journal or something like that mm-hmm. it's crafty they had crystal stickers, like stickers of crystals, mushrooms, like... That's nice. There's all different kinds. Yeah.
1: That's really nice.
2: I want to find like an even bigger sticker store and go on a major sticker haul like in the next few months, maybe in Q2.
1: Yeah, I want there to be like Mr. Magic Emporium and it's just all like a giant warehouse of just like color, fruits, uh, you know cartoon characters, dinosaurs, aliens, solar system. You know, like, I want that. Just, like, in Beauty and the Beast with, like, the library. Mm -hmm. I want that. I don't want to go in. Spend an hour there. Spend two hours there.
2: Probably need... If a warehouse, you need a lot more.
1: What if it was, like, just mounds of stickers? Would you go in?
2: Mounds? Would
1: you go and, like, swim inside? No.
2: No? I need them to be organized on a wall by section with, like... These are like the psychedelic stickers. These are like the romantic Valentine's Day stickers. These are like the animal ones.
1: I'm going to come in one day and your entire place is going to be like floor to ceiling covered in walls, covered in stickers.
2: There was an artist I followed for a while that was designing like wallpaper, but with stickers. And it was like so detailed. That's cool. Yeah. It's like so a little number 23,
1: cool. but I like it. it was
2: neat. <laughs> it's neat. It was certainly neat. Should we just get into it,
1: yeah, it was a long episode.
2: Was it a longer one than usual?
1: Just felt longer because they kind of divided they did it. The thing halfway. yeah I'm Carrie. I'm Laura. and you're listening to sexy, sexy unique, unique stickers salty, salty Utah, Utah Queens. stickers. finally come to the end of this godforsaken season it's been since september which is insane it's been four months
2: well i mean like Almost what five. even happened this season i can't even remember it why is it so long yet uneventful in many ways confusing quite frankly
1: very confusing um lots of starting and stopping. Three steps forward, eight steps back, It felt like a real rat race to nowhere. The only one that really had growth and stayed true in the truest way is Lisa Barlow.
2: The Queen of Sundance reigns once again. She got
1: her redemption. She went from villain to something. I don't know. She was
2: never a villain to me.
1: Well, like, you know, in the group.
2: Like show villain or group villain. I think they
1: saw her as a villain. The group bitch. She was the pariah in the beginning. And she she kind of finagled her way back into the center of things and ended up being really sweet
2: yeah i have faith in her
1: i love and shout out to lisa barlow getting ready for another sundance
2: sundance is on its way
1: she's busy right now probably right she
2: must be busy so busy prepping and getting everything ready
1: jack and henry you know next week i'm off call
2: the fresh wolf activation.
1: I'm not on mommy doing next week for about five days and you know that.
2: Oh yeah, she really passes the reins over to one John Barlow and it's just all about Sundance from there on
1: out. Daddy's daddy and mommy, so just see him as that. He's both.
2: I put him in your phone as both dad and mom, so when you call me, you're actually calling him. I've
1: redirected all calls to dad, so just see him as mother.
2: I told him to answer the phone, to his best impression of my voice, but if he can't, you've <laughs> got to forgive him and just talk to him as you would talk to me, okay? He
1: will be texting in character as well, so just make sure you text him, and if you want to reach out to me, it'll be him, but as me.
2: Yeah, she should do that. Yeah. She changes her number for that week.
1: Yeah, she gets rid of, she, yeah, she gets- She
2: assumes, like, a whole new identity. She, li-
1: she rents a place for the week downtown. hmm Excited for her.
2: To really live her Sundance truth.
1: But yeah, she's really, for me, the one who had the most evolution.
2: She was kinder this season, which was also funny because you would tell that she's really trying to be conscious of being, like, a good girl, a good, sweet little girl. And it it's an act, but well, I, I do think the, a charming act.
1: I do think at the very end, that was real emotion. Oh, yeah. About, like, her... I mean, we'll get to it, but I think the other, like, Heather and Meredith really showed their asses as being, not so much Meredith, but Heather. She really, she lost a lot of goodwill from me.
2: (laughs) For just the last scene?
1: Just this whole season. Oh, yeah. Her progression from, like, I was, I loved her.
2: She's a person, I think, to go, like, full armchair psychology on this bitch. I think that when you... Sorry, I'm
1: still laughing. At food. <laughs> <It's>
2: gonna... <laughs> what?
1: And you know it.
2: Honestly, look, there are some photos where you're like, "Okay, that's a serve." I don't make the fucking rules.
1: I don't think you make the rules.
2: Yeah, the serve just... is a serve. The Earth abides. What do you want? Take it up with God or your higher power. Are you are talking me to the me? fuck out anyone, anyone that has beef, and and.
1: Laura's yes ending and <laughs>
2: yeah. So, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Heather,
1: your armchair. Okay, armchair.
2: Heather is a person that was already like she is. Both she is successful. She's an entrepreneur. She has beauty lab and laser. Great, great, great. But she's also like deeply insecure. Yeah, and like troubled by her own insecurities. And I think when you're in a place in your life where you're that insecure and you get a lot of fame and attention, you are going to have to fight for your goddamn life, not to turn into just an annoying monster. I think the, one of the worst things an insecure person can get is fame and fortune.
1: Yeah. I think her being seen as like the beloved sort of audience proxy, I think she started to believe her own, her own myth. And I think it went to her head and I think she just ended up making a fool of herself. I think.
2: I'm a little bit...
1: With, like, the gen of it all.
2: I'm irked by all of that, but I'm also irked at the black eye that never got wrapped up and never went anywhere.
1: She needs to be tried for her crimes. Yeah, that's a... send her to The Hague.
2: That's a felony.
1: Like, the UN needs to take her up and, like, try her for crimes against humanity for not revealing what the fuck happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that she'll...
2: Hopefully, she'll talk about it in the reunion. I don't think she will. I pray... I'm praying to the wildest of wild roses that she goes full Joan of Arc at this reunion.
1: Whitney? Whitney. I pray that Whitney reveals.
2: I pray to the Mormon god.
1: I want Heather, I want Whitney to say she will be revealed tonight. Like, I I need that energy going into this. I need Danielle Staub levels of just, like, hurling violent truths to people.
2: I need Wheatney to ride into the reunion on a white horse wearing a full chainmail.
1: And, like, chopped pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hair and...
2: And I need her to crusade against Heather.
1: No, no, no. That is not the truth, and you know it. I've heard from verifiable sources that you are lying. Heather? I have a dossier...
2: She's gonna. She has a lot of work to do, but I have faith in the Wild Rose that she can do it.
1: I mean, this episode is really just like sort of a lead up to Jen's final days before her, sent- her trial. Her- yeah.
2: It starts with the bad Mormon book party prep. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, is this a book party? No. It's just a... Cover it's unveil. It's a party. Yeah. To unveil a cover of a book. Which is not a thing that people do, but I'm also, as maybe having a book or three in my future, I'm taking notes. And I'm like, oh, you can just have, like, a pre-party years before a book's release, just a cover reveal.
1: They love to have a party in, like, a giant space with, like, sunlight glaring inside. Mm -hmm. Where was this? Was this, like, a hotel?
2: I don't know, but I was into the venue. Oh, I the event wasn't. space I I like a sunset like
1: It was but it was like it was like it was a glare. They could have had like those like gossamer kind of sun blocking blinds just to like mute the sunlight a little cuz it was a little like
2: <laughs> I, I was getting the vibe that it was like really really hot and then really really cold.
1: I just everyone that came in you could tell was like <laughs> Like Lisa was like who's that? I can't see beyond the glare. <laughs> But yeah, Heather's being, her book party's being planned by someone named McGain with two G's. Megan. McGee. She
2: keeps going, this view is sick. This view's sick. This is gonna be sick. This view, also sick.
1: They love that deck with the giant hot tub. Like, I think it's the same place they've been to. Maybe. That, that place that they always are at, where it's like, they're just like on top of a roof in they downtown. They a
2: steaming pool on a roof. Yeah. Seth and Meredith are getting ready for the event and they're talking about the book and Meredith, he goes, what's it called? And she goes, it's called Bad Mormon. And he goes, that's an impulse airport buy for me. And I thought of you with your airplane movies. It's true. But I was also like, I liked it because it was a bit of a diss. Totally. Mm -hmm.
1: John makes Lisa tea to get her voice ready for Heather's party
2: why can't lisa hear herself
1: and she really goes i don't know can it ah? like she blocked she did that thing
2: ah. i can't even hear myself how will i sing i don't know if i can sing tonight something's up and he goes and he's like kind of teasing her and we saw her being like flirty and
1: demure i like her kind of shock of gray do you see that no maybe my eyes were Maybe it was just the glare the was... Gl- the sunlight, the glare, like the had shine. Had kind of a, and I thought she was. She looked really cool.
2: She's just a cool lady.
1: She looked like Miss Elvisage.
2: She's a cool Mormon lady.
1: Whitney is getting ready with Justin. So there's going to be the choir that Heather's choir will be singing that night. And Justin goes, are you going to be part of it?" doll to his wife? And Whitney goes, no, I don't want to. I feel like I need to be careful about boundaries right now. And this choir is part of Heather's healing journey, and I don't want to get in the way of that.
2: I also have so much going on. I cannot be in a choir right now.
1: I just cannot be committing to a choir. Heather's dress for Bad Mormon. She's blom, serving blom, blom. cunt. She looks great. Yeah, she, she looks great. amazing. I
2: love the braided shoulder,
1: mm-hmm. and then the more drapey shoulder. Lisa Barlow walks in. She goes, hey, guys. Hi, Justin. Hi, Ange. Hi, Sean. She's just naming everyone while blocking her eyes from the glare. Hi, hi, Ange.
2: Hi, Justin. She is never not giving it her all.
1: Mm-mm. Hi, Jen everyone.
2: Apparently, has been telling people that Angie K punched Heather in the face. So and I'm like, she did it. Angie K like takes Whitney and Lisa aside and like tells them that she it's Greek Easter. And that since it's Greek Easter, she's really thinking about confronting Jen. Because Jen has told this lie. And Whitney goes, that's ludicrous.
1: <laughs> she, yeah, and, and that he, is ludicrous. She's like, Greek Orthodox Easter striking at the, clo- at the strike of midnight. And she's like, I have to do this in a tone.
2: <laughs> and I was just like taken back to a place of how much I love Greek Easter.
1: Just Greek anything. Yeah. The, Greeks, the Greeks know how to do it wild rose and heather meets and they're actually great heather's pretty gracious about her being there mm-hmm. but it's fraught
2: yeah heather does some whole song and dance about how it can never go back to what it was blah 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 it's always tainted i was like you're a child
1: meredith walks in in like a vest kind of thing what was that like a
2: I was confused by her outfit but i didn't yeah. try and examine it to learn it about it or understand it i was just like i'm confused
1: Angie Harrington, aka Bree Larson, walks in. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of she's not really doing it for me anymore.
2: She's doing it for me.
1: Angie K is the one.
2: Angie K um also posits that maybe what actually happened is that Heather and Jen were just doing some Barbie scissor kicks and in in the bedroom and then someone gave someone a black eye and Lisa goes ah, ah, Barbie scissor kicks.
1: <laughs> her gay panic the gay panic yeah. came out and when then he goes
2: that is a rumor
1: and she was like this I was like damn well she kind of it's also like you're, you were onto something
2: people don't I don't think lesbians really scissor no
1: I don't think so either do they
2: I tried it once it was fine but it didn't it was like I wouldn't do this for a long time
1: it feels more just like theatrical
2: I think something people like to say the idea of scissoring. It's like a 69. Like, in an idea, you're like, that could be fun. In practice, it's like, this isn't all it's cracked up to be.
1: Oh, it is for me.
2: Really? It's just a lot of work. It's like, maybe being on the bottom of a 69.
1: I like just having a cigar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just can't focus on what's going on. It's. it's
1: I like it because it's also funny. So it's like, it's like funny. Yeah. You lean into it. But...
2: I don't think I've ever come from a 69.
1: Fair. But, yeah, I think the scissoring of it all is just sort of to signify something. Mm -hmm. And Angie K. is convinced that they had some sort of... And Heather and Whitney goes, Oh, God. No. (laughs) No. Tell me that's not a rumor. And Angie goes, It is a rumor.
2: (laughs) She started right now on the show. (laughs) The embattled Jen Shaw arrives.
1: Well, first, Heather's cousins from the other side of the family come, and she makes a point to dig at Whitney a little. She goes, my other cousins are here. And Whitney goes, and they all look like Heather. (laughs) They
2: all look alike. It's a Heather army.
1: Heather and Whitney actually resemble each other a little.
2: Yeah. like there's There's a
1: strong.
2: Those jeans.
1: One of them has, like, pink hair.
2: Are all those cousins Mormon?
1: I don't know. I think they are. Because they're like, they all seem a little un- uncomfortable to be there.
2: Yeah. At one point, Heather was like, and you, you're wearing a tank top,
1: like pointed out. And like, maybe they too are bad Mormons.
2: Maybe everyone's a bad Mormon at heart.
1: Also, Angie K's, <laughs> she has Greek Easter's at midnight. My eyes are finally opening. <laughs> Her third eye is. Her
2: third eye is what finally wide open. And she's downloading a precious message from Christ Himself. Which is, you must confront Jen Shaw.
1: Also, Whitney goes, they say every female is three shots away from being a lesbian. They. They. Men.
2: They them say. They them.
1: (laughs) 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 Who is they? (laughs) Who's they, though? Angie Harrington and her gay husband talk to the Shaws.
2: Her husband is gay, right? There's just no doubt about it. He's Zach Galifianakis.
1: He's gay, Zach <laughs> <laughs> He is. They, like, confront them about Sherlock's Expose and he, like, cries, and Sharif was pretty sexy in this moment.
2: Sharif is a sex symbol after he, this episode. He really is. But, like, Chris couldn't even get a full sentence out and then became, like a, like, a solemn, sad man. And then Angie H. just stepped in and said spoke on his behalf for the rest of the conversation.
1: She goes, as personal as Shaw Exposed seemed, it wasn't personal.
2: <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it was deeply personal. She goes, I think what he's
1: trying to say right
2: now and just took over and I was like, this is what women are always having to do.
1: Men can't.
2: They like can't even say they can't a- they can't even say a single thing.
1: Mm-mm. But I love. I love. As personal as it seemed, it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jen and Coach are kind of like, you know what? At this point, we'll just go along with it because we need all the support we can get. Yeah. And he hugs. He ends up hugging the gay husband. Mm-hmm.
2: The gay husband got a little bit hard.
1: Yeah. And
2: then when the bathroom for shame. Oh. Angie H seems like she'd be just fine with having a gay husband. Yeah, she's, a, she's like an I ally. feel like it works for her.
1: Her child is trans. Yeah. She's like, I think open. She's in. That's o- cool. Open heart. The choir <sighs> rears their their heads and blasts away all with their sonic tapestries. <sighs> Jesus,
2: they need to find God. This choir. They
1: need to be. They need to do something called rehearsal. Mm-hmm. They all are wearing black robes.
2: Heather was like, "What I love about this choir is that there's no religious attachment to it," and I was like, well, "This choir." could use some religious yeah, attachment this
1: choir could use it needs divine, God. divine intervention
2: lisa's above this she's better than this
1: lisa's really in it like she's
2: she's like amazing grace
1: it looked like a middle like and heather keeps looking at jen it looked like in a high school choir or like middle school choir when like you see like pockets of friends like looking at each other and talking
2: it sounded worse than a like lower school choir lower school Like grades one through four it sounded really bad meredith's
1: in a full fugue her face was literally like this shame on them
2: yeah see it through see one thing the fuck through heather you're gonna
1: do a choir and that's the end game they have that awesome choir director like utilize him yeah where like let him teach you
2: There was one while they were singing Amazing Grace and there was like the part where they go, that saved a wretch like me. Like, Angie H. like looked over at Heather and was like.
1: Also reminded me of when Melissa Gorga said, save a wench like me. (laughs) (laughs) When she like was singing it to really first tease that she had a singing voice. To save a wench like (laughs) me.
2: They should change the lyrics to that for the choir. I had such, I actually, had no expectations. I had limited expectations. I thought they
1: were gonna, get, I thought they were gonna at least carry a tune.
2: Yeah, like I just am irritated. Everything mad. Heather does irritates me. She reveals
1: her cover, and it was.
2: I will say I like the cover.
1: It's it's, it's Photoshop to the gods. She's like she's shushing and holding the Book of Mormon. Sexy sh... Lisa Barlow is a little shook by it. What's gonna be in the book? Because I've never been to a book party where they don't have a book. Just the cover. She goes, that's new.
2: That's the Queen of Sundance for you. There's always got to be a product to sell. Can you even pre-order it? I'm obsessed with every gay at this party.
1: Yes, the gays have come out in full force for Miss Gay.
2: I want to hobnob with all of them. I want to take photos in front of the bad Mormon cover reveal with them. Like both. There was a series of just like gay men posing with the cover, and I was really
1: tickled by that. And then... Then the fighting begins.
2: Whitney confronts Jane.
1: Wait, there was a whole fight that we that they cut with Dana, where she went the fuck off on Jen. Really? And I have it right here.
2: Oh my god! Show me. <gasps> oh, yeah, my mother- if I were you, i be real nice for Noah, especially if you want
1: some money in your books. <gasps> wow. Why did they deprive that? That was from the trailer.
2: Honestly, I don't get when Bravo does this. It's so fucking irritating. I will also say, yes. for a network that's, like, cutting ties with Jen Shaw, they seem to be milking the fuck out of this storyline. Oh,
1: story 100%. So they start, ever the the brawling begins, Whitney confronts Jen.
2: And Angie K really came to play in this conversation. She's pissed. Asking the real questions, which are... <laughs> was your suicide attempt real or was it a fucking fake?
1: And Jen, with all, she's a lot of Botox in. She goes, she goes, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Sharif, Sharif, get over here. He comes over and he's like, what? And she's like, did I not try to kill myself in October? And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, let's, that's like a crazy thing to say. And I was like, she's right to ask honestly i really Sorry. Think, I think
2: you should question people's suicide attempts you should ask a lot of questions i think that there would be probably less suicide attempts if we were all talking more openly about it and asking a lot of questions because i think sometimes people do self-harm like really impulsively and think like are wanting to do it because it is about someone else or having like revenge or something like that and i think asking those types of questions and narrowing down why you would harm yourself and what your motivations are is a good thing i'm not saying like question their reality but i'm just saying question the motivations
1: let's keep the conversation going let's have
2: a dialogue
1: no i think people need to be just in general i think being more transparent about mental illness and we should ask lots of questions. Suicidal ideation, it's good to talk about.
2: Yeah. You should be questioning everything at all times. You should always be asking questions. Period.
1: I podcast with a searcher.
2: Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power.
1: Knowledge is power. And then Whitney wants knowledge.
2: There's. Th- we cut to three months later. Which also I think this party was much later than the San Diego trip. Because Dana's hair was grayer at this part like noticeably grayer now than it was at the san diego trip so i was like literally three months past Mm -hmm. already
1: jen's on her front steps with her mom she's wearing this like i liked her jumpsuit it's kind of cool her travel suit her mom i feel really bad for her mom because she knows that her daughter's guilty and she's just incomplete she just can't bring herself to say it well, Jen be...
2: goes. Next time I come home, I'll either be guilty or innocent. Her mom goes, but you'll be innocent, right? And then there's just like radio silence. And I forgot that Jen had scammed her own mom out of her retirement fund to cover legal fees.
1: Her mom needs to say her to that to herself because, she... or else she'll go crazy. Which yeah, I... it's hard. It must be hard to like reckon with your child being capable of evil no <laughs>
2: or just like gross illegal activities
1: I think she's a she seems I get the vibe that she's fears her daughter
2: well yeah and also I mean like if you're like the her demure mother you're not gonna be like you're guilty right like on
1: bravo it just seems deeper than that to me like I obviously she's aware the cameras there but it feels like she has to say it t- to herself or she'll go crazy. Well,
2: yeah, because she, like, doesn't have any retirement funds yeah. left, apparently. I love. But we all know you're innocent, right? And Jen goes. <laughs> I love. I also love, like, next time I come home, I'll either be guilty or innocent. When as she... though it's, like, just someone else's decision and not, like, your own actions.
1: When she knows, ex- she knows this whole time, too. That she's guilty.
2: I think she's also knowing now, at this point, she's like, oh, I'm totally fucked. Yeah. So, like, she's not even saying, like, you would think an innocent person, or I would think that I would say, like, next time I come home- I'll be free. I'll either be free or going to jail wrongfully, because I'm fucking innocent. But, like, it is what it is, I guess.
1: I don't know. It's like we need to talk about Kevin. (sighs) What? Her and her mom, mm-hmm. Tilda, coming to jail at the end. Why did you do it? And he goes, I don't know anymore. That's Yeah, her.
2: Jen is Kevin.
1: Jen takes to the Big Apple. She's still in her travel suit. And they walk into a building that I'm pretty sure used to be a Trump building, if I'm correct. Let me look.
2: I was having PTSD of bad New York hotels from this building. Because I was like, it looked like nice on the outside-ish like the entrance seemed regal because i think it also had royal in the title but as they panned up the building i was like it looks like a dirty office building
1: yeah it was not
2: and i was like this is like this is a bait and switch
1: mm-hmm. it was not the best
2: they're promising you the world and not delivering
1: well i'm I'm also like how are they affording this
2: bravo like the production company is probably footing the bill yeah Jen, Heather, and Meredith have all traveled to NYC for Jen's trial. Yes. And they're all staying at this dump. And they get together with Jen and Coach Shaw, who is truly a glow-up. Doesn't even begin to describe what Coach Shaw has gone through. He was already hot, but now he is wildly fucking hot.
1: Oh, wait. I think... Sorry. I think they... It's no, it's I'm wrong. It's not. I think this hotel was used in Gossip Girl. Oh, as the the like pa- old Gossip Girl Lottie New York Palace Hotel. Yeah, like Chuck Bass's house. I think it was like one of the facades. Interesting. I love that. I'm looking right now.
2: How does it look?
1: Uh, I'm confused. Actually, yeah, that's it, that, right? I don't know. Someone confirm where the fuck they were. I think they're in Midtown, so someone needs to I confirm. had a Midtown energy. Yeah. So they're all... Meredith and Heather, like you said, accompany them on this dump train.
2: <laughs> and Coach Shaw is in like a spring-summer look. His legs are shaved. First and foremost, first things first, his gorgeous legs are shaved. Thank God. So muscular. I was like, he just... Have we seen him in shorts before? I was taken aback.
1: He's like... He's he's gonna have to
2: to be fighting women off of him when Jen goes to jail. The day she surrenders herself, I'm on a one-way ticket to Utah.
1: She surrenders.
2: (laughs) When she surrenders...
1: He is about to be... And she's probably like, knows that's going to happen.
2: Absolutely. I was just thinking back to all the DMs. She was getting or like seen, searching her name on Twitter and seeing people like, I'm about to go fuck Coach Shaw. Yeah,
1: he won't though.
2: No, he seems like a good husband. He's honorable. I'm truly though, like, her life really sucks. Her own undoing.
1: Yeah. Like every time she's like, it's so frustrating when when she starts crying. Like I get it's It's human to be more. But I'm like, you did this.
2: Yeah, these are the consequences of your own actions. When we
1: get that flashback to her on the bus being like, I might miss my child's prom. And Lisa's like,
2: I know, it's
1: so sad. That's on my heart. But it's like, yeah, because of your own decision making.
2: Yeah. This is not, it's not like you were this forced. This your fault. This is your fault, hon. Yeah, there's no accountability. It's really rough. Meredith? Heather and Seth go for, like, a lovely lunch.
1: Well, first, Jen has a Lost in Translation moment. Oh, what does she do? She stands in front of the window at, like, the skyline, just hearing this. And they really brought, really brought trolled. They, like, really made sure that we could hear all the sirens outside. Yeah, they go to, like, a really amazing lunch. So I was so jealous. I
2: know. I was like, this is gorgeous. And they're just talking about the
1: trial. Meredith goes, look at the pretty hydrangeas. They are beautiful.
2: She goes, Whether Jen is innocent or guilty, uh, and whatever conspired prior to the trial, I don't want to know because then I could be liable to be called in and questioned. So it's better I don't know. And I I've, was just like, Okay. I
1: have a few things I want to say about Meredith. I don't think she's staying at the hotel that they're at. I think she's like, I like that theory. i my heart is saying that she's, she's at the mark hotel
2: just somewhere nice yeah
1: and i think that she's i was like the whole season i'm like why is she aligning so much with jen i think there's two things she's as a lawyer morbidly curious mm-hmm. and wants to see how this all plays out and she's, she's an just, intern and she's just kind of curious like it's just her being basically like Snoop, snoopy
2: learning about the law
1: and two she she wants to make sure that she's not implicated at all yeah. Or like called in to like testify or as like a witness. You know what I mean? Like I don't think she wants to have anything to do like with the actual legal matters. Mm-hmm. Either, whether being just associated with her at all. So I think she's trying to make sure at all, like so she's keeping her. Smart. She's really. I think and she's,
2: just being around all the time around Jen is good because no one can say like, oh, Meredith this or Meredith that.
1: And it's just great camera time.
2: Honestly, keep your friends close and your enemies closer when it comes to reality TV.
1: Meredith played it well. She I realized really she did. played the long game and I wow. was fooled. Wow. Wow. I was fooled by Miss Marks.
2: Honestly, respect. I'm nothing but respect for Seth and Meredith.
1: Nothing respect for my favorite barrister. Meredith. Ms. Meredith <laughs> Ms. Marks, Ms. Marks. Esquire.
2: <laughs> Seth's
1: veneers are really. His hair, he's like a mullet.
2: He's still fuckable as hell to me, but... He's,
1: he has the most beautiful eyes. He's a gorgeous They're, man. like, glowing hazel eyes. It's remarkable.
2: I think he's also mad that Heather's publishing a book, because I think he sees himself as, like, a self-help guru, which is honestly the least fuckable thing about him, and he fancies himself an author, maybe, in the future.
1: If you have any... Inclinations for being horny for Seth, don't go on his Instagram.
2: No, I stay far away.
1: Because it's it is Nexium.
2: I'm show only and no other no other glimpses. Then there's like a big montage. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Jen's worried about serving time. I'm like, well, doll, you will.
2: You absolutely will. I'm going to. Like it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you have to surrender.
1: They bring candy the night before the the verdict and they bring a big bag of sour patch kids which I was like they look really good.
2: Did she never they never had a trial, right?
1: She just went in and pled she guilty. She just went yeah. in. It was
2: like the day before the trial was supposed to start, but instead she just went in and pled guilty.
1: And a surprise. Yeah. But she is like yeah. At this point it seems she heather I think Meredith maybe has an in- she maybe has a an instinct that that's going to happen but I think Heather's like she's going in she's going to fight this trial we're going to be there every day with her and she's all excited to be in New York but no Jen said about Stewart no bitch you motherfucker you sold me out
2: she's blaming it all on Stewart yeah Saying that he duped her, mm-hmm. that it was all his idea, she had no idea what was going on, and that's the way it
1: goes. He sang like a canary the moment he had to. They all did. They, and Jen was the mastermind.
2: Has he been sentenced? I think so. What did he get? I
1: don't know. Let's look. 40 years.
2: <laughs> I hope he has like 18 years. Yeah.
1: Are you looking? <sighs> Stuart. Oh my. 78 months. No, no, no. She, that's what she got. Let's see. Well, he was facing 70 years? I can't find anything. Does anyone know how many... How much time he got? I don't know if he Oh, um... he's
2: not been given a...
1: <sighs> wow. Damn. Well.
2: Someone else was sentenced to 6.5 years. Someone else got five years. Someone else... Stuart hasn't been sentenced yet. If that little fucking bitch he gets might get like, off. no, he's not going to get off. But he'll
1: get like a year. Hmm. Turn- he probably turned everyone in. Oh,
2: someone else got seven point two five years. Whoa! There were lots of guys in this. It was like Jen and all these different
1: men. <laughs> Molly's game. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Well, anyway, so Jen's now she's reverted to just calling Stewart a little bitch. Mm-hmm. Which is like
2: and it's all Stu's fault. But meanwhile, and... he
1: probably like is coming hearing that. Yeah. He likes being called a little bitch. He likes being choked and called a little bitch. And then we get a shot of her like making force feeding a banana. <laughs> like only last year.
2: God, the golden years before everything turned, before she was investigated by the FBI and Homeland Security. She like, committed a big crime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. I haven't
2: watched, like, The Housewife and the whatever, but I can't I'm tempted it. to.
1: Jen goes, I wish I could address the public.
2: Bitch, they don't want to hear from you. The only thing they want to hear is, like, I did so much wrong and I'm so sorry. Not, like, in an effort to get a reduced sentence, but, like, out of just, like, wanting to make things right.
1: Meredith and... Heather go group hug and they all hug. And then it's slow-mos and you just hear Meredith go. <laughs> I think
2: also that Meredith is like, has a lot of sick satisfaction about seeing Jen in pain I and seeing too. Jen get sentenced. I think that she really, she stayed so close because it's one of those things where like someone has been so mean to you or it's like, it's like a fraught friendship that you want to have a front row seat to their downfall i I think
1: that's also like i think that's happening it's almost absolutely happening she's like phantom threading her spiritually Mm -hmm. and just kind of like
2: it's like oh i'm here for you no matter what like tell me everything that's happening but in real time you're like (laughs) it's like
1: at the end of a bigger splash when tilda swinton says to dakota johnson
2: you like watching people have a hard time
1: that's meredith
2: yeah it's a little bit death becomes her.
1: I, I'm kind of into it.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: She is a bad Mormon. Jen.
2: I think Jen will now, she's been sentenced now, so the jig's up. So maybe they'll film like some sort of one-on-one with her.
1: They are, I think. I think I read that they were talking about Andy doing some kind of. Thank God. But I, I, that could be a rumor. But I, I saw some Bravo account tweet that. But we need it. it. Could be fake news. We need
2: closure. Make I bet she gets co-
1: out. I bet she gets out after a year or two.
2: I think with these with a federal sentence, you, go you tend the whole to time. do like a I think it's like you're not eligible for parole in the same way you are for other types of sentencing. What? I wanna say.
1: Any but... any legal experts listening, can you weigh in? Do you think Jen will do the full six point five years or will she get out for like good behavior?
2: I think you have to do at least a like 80% of your sentence like that. Oh,
1: man. They should make Coach Shaw a real housewife. I hope he, like, meets someone
0: good.
2: Okay, so then there's a weird scene between Heather and Lisa.
1: Back in Salt Lake, post-verdict, Heather says, the gig is up. I was like, bad Mormon.
2: Bad Mormon. Strike bad, one.
1: Bad reader. <laughs> bad.
2: And they're talking and now like.
1: The tables have turned. The
2: tables have turned and now Heather is like s- simply indignant about like.
1: I'm like, I was like, I was outraged in this moment. Yeah. I was outraged because <laughs> I was just like.
2: How dare you? How
1: dare you, Heather? You knew this whole fucking time that she was full of shit. You knew in your heart of hearts, you cannot tell me that you didn't know that she had done this. And now she's sitting here oh, cl- clutching her pearls. At least have the dignity and the respect to just go down and be like, yeah, I'm still going to support her. Yeah, that's
2: you're, what a true friend You're a ride do. or die. Yeah, how fucking ride or die are yeah, you? Yeah, you're
1: actually, this makes me actually feel bad for Jen in this moment because you, if you're a real ride or die as you said you were, then you have to fucking go the distance and you have to be Going, you know, to your court visits and, like, putting your breasts up against the, you know, like, the glass and, like, talking to her with the phone. And, like, you need to really prove yourself. And she just, how quickly she flip-flops.
2: You know, I'm thinking, like. Right? Bullshit. If my, like, my, like nearest and dearest, like, best friends right. committed, like, crimes creams depending on what they are like not if they were like Dahmer level but like if they like you know frauded some people i'd have their backs i'd be like you need to tell me i'd be i'd be like don't tell i don't want to be implicated like i don't want to be called to the stand but i I would be like be real with i'd just be like blink once if you're guilty i won't say anything you just got to be straight up and i'll ride for you forever I'll support you. I won't agree with what you've done, but I'll be like, like that sucks. And if you go to jail, that also sucks.
1: well i'd be like? I I need you to do some real like soul searching while you're while you're away. Because like you know what I mean. But I I would if yeah, depending on what they did. But it's very like any, if your
2: best friend does something like that. No, I would
1: I would stand by them. Yeah,
2: you'd be like. You're a dumb bitch. I feel like you're a dumb bitch, but but I love you, and you're gonna be fine.
1: But Heather, how quickly she just—that's like, honestly, that's rat behavior. Mm -hmm. She is a rat. That's bullshit. The mob wives taught us anything. You stay loyal no matter what. No matter what, you keep your goddamn bitch mouth shut. But the bitch mouth shut.
2: Because what does she say? She was. Does she also say like implicate that Coach Shaw knew about it? I was confused by that.
1: She said something like, "No, I think she was." my read was that she was saying, like, she has a theory that Coach Shaw is the one who, like, got Jen to turn herself in.
2: okay. Like, he found out. He found out and was
1: like. You can't. You have to. This is. We're. You're going to destroy all of us.
2: Well, also, like, if you go to trial and then are found guilty and then sentenced, you have a chance of getting way a harsher. Totally. Way harsher of a sentence
1: than. But then she, she comes up with some, like, she's like. If. Some scenario where she's like, if my husband found out I was guilty for something, he would say, there you go, sis. Turn yourself in. I was like, sis.
2: Wait, I thought she was like coming for Coach Shaw, though. Is she team Coach Shaw?
1: My read was that she was saying that she feels like Coach Shaw found out and had like an attack of morality and was like, Jen, you have to turn yourself in.
2: Like believed her innocence, but then found out. Yeah, I thought she was saying like he knew about it the whole time and then jen was the one taking the fall or something like that
1: two different reads
2: i'm confused i didn't care enough i was kind of on my ipad like
1: i was just mad and lisa barlow legit seemed like she's harrowed, genuinely harrowed by it and she was like i feel so bad for her kids
2: yeah and and heather's like (sighs) heather loves heather's already looking into her future like she's looking into next year being like I don't have to deal with Jen on this show. My book is going to come out. I'm the star of this reality show. And now everything's falling into place.
1: She's truly evil. Maybe she, too, was getting a, a kick out of watching Jen go down.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, her and Meredith both were, like...
2: I think Heather was getting satisfaction because she can't cut ties with Jen and, like, can't end the friendship because she is codependent. But, like... She has, like, there's sick sick gratification about seeing someone that you hate and love going through a hard time.
1: Yeah, Jen was horrific to her. This is actually the best revenge.
2: Jen didn't deserve her friendship. And I think that's what miffs everyone, is, like, why are you still friends and riding so hard for this woman? But I think it's, like, when you are, like, rubbernecking at a car accident. Like, you just have, like... But it's, like, sicker because you're taking pleasure and seeing like every twist and turn that this person's going through
1: well meredith's felt more i don't think meredith's getting pleasure out no of it. and she because she didn't really say she was she didn't go as hard as like i'll ride and die like she was just, it was a very like aloof
2: yeah it's really non-committal and aloof yet there she is by her side at all times which is why i believe what you were positing
1: but heather's like literally like going home and like masturbating fapping to... yeah jen's demise heather, like, opens
2: up a small drawer and it just has like pictures with jen's face like
1: scrawled out this is creepy yeah this it's it's kind of giving me the end of sharp objects when
2: it's end of sharp objects, when she finds for the teeth
1: sure. and heather is it's like this is the moment we're finding the teeth and heather's little like jewelry box mm-hmm. and we realize the whole time the biggest psycho
2: all along
1: was Mar- was heather bad
2: mormon Maybe that's what her novel is about.
1: (laughs) Spiritual destruction of your frenemy and then...
2: Yeah, having a front row seat to it. Loving everything, but masquerading as like a ride or die that's here for you and just wants to hear like... I just like, if you need a shoulder to cry on, lean on me, tell me everything. And the whole time you're like... (laughs) Oh my god! It's sick. She's a sick It's a long game. It's a long game. That's sick.
1: (laughs) No, that's – I, like, of course, like, everyone has, like, gets a little – when someone who's shitty gets – is revealed, it's, like, always – there's always some schadenfreude. But, like, that is – But, like, to ride close – That's sick.
2: Yeah. I think that there's a huge part of it that is that.
1: I agree. I mean, Jen called her fat and struck her. She got abused physically and and emotionally by this woman. Yeah. for For years. She called her Shrek. She called her Shrek. She literally smacked her once, shoved her, probably did God knows more. Maybe she did give her the black eye, and this is part of her ultimate revenge. And now, here she is, months later, when the pouring rain at like Giovanni Paravaguchi's in Salt Lake was a genuinely harrowed Lisa Barlow, while you sit there, cross your arms can't believe she was capable of doing such a thing.
2: Heather's going to show up to the prison in Texas with like an umbrella and like an all black outfit, like black sunglasses. And Jen's going to be be like, like one visitor to see Jennifer Shaw, please. And then sit down across from her and calmly explain every single beat of how she took nothing but pleasure in Jen's like downfall. And like just beat by beat, Tell the whole story of how she just loved every minute of it.
1: Jen will be like excited at first that she's there. And then slowly when she. Jen
2: with no makeup looking like shit. Her hair like no hair extensions. No makeup. Yeah, Maybe she's just gotten in a scuffle with a fellow inmate. She's a bit of a bruise. A black eye. Maybe a busted lip.
1: Mm -hmm. Heather goes. Oh you should get that looked at. Mm -hmm. Honestly you look great. She's like. Considering the circumstances. Mm hmm. And then Jen's like, I'm I'm so happy that you're here. And she's like, me too. Ooh.
2: Yeah. And then she gives like the final monologue of the film.
1: It's kind of giving Broke Down Palace when Kate Beckinsale's dad asks to see Claire Danes. She thinks she's going to have like this like sweet moment with him. And he goes, say it again. Like you always have said since you were a little girl. I didn't do it. Remember?
2: It's giving, like, third act of A Star is Born when Allie's manager comes to sit down with Jackson. He goes, she's ashamed of you. You're taking away her Europe tour. That scene was, like... That was out of control. I was, like... Was I was, like, where did this come from? Because I
1: love that movie and I wanted... But, like, and I was I was holding my breath for the first, like, third of the movie because I was, like, please don't be bad. Because, you know, my queen... And I held on, but then there were moments that jolted me out of my, like, reverie, and it was, like, the alley billboard, and the scene when the manager's, like, basically, like, you should kill yourself.
2: Upon a second watch, I was like, this is one of the greatest movies ever made, except for that critical scene, where it's like, wait, what? Like, no one would say this to anyone. She's ashamed of you. You're ruining her life. You're ruining her career. life. You're a joke.
1: You might as well just... Leave this earth.
2: Give her a break. And he's like, well, okay then. And then does, again, we should question suicide and really talk about it openly and ask a lot of questions because then maybe Jackson Maine would still be alive. But that's Heather's, that's, Heather's about to have a real bad Mormon moment. And with that.
1: Guys, it's over. So we'll obviously keep updates when we, as the.
2: Reunions.
1: Reunions and. Is there one next week? I believe so.
2: There better be. They cannot keep taking breaks.
1: But as the... Or no, I think there's a week between.
2: No. We looked up the schedule, though.
1: Well, well, I think it's... Okay. Okay. It's either next week or the week after. someone tell us. I don't know. But we'll give more updates as the actual prison entrance approaches.
2: What's her date that she has to surrender?
1: February 3rd. I think or February let me look damn
2: I'll be in Japan
1: you'll be like looking at some beautiful architecture and you'll feel like a breeze and you'll be like
2: she surrendered I'll say to myself I'm gonna light a candle for her or just like leave a little prayer thing at a temple for Jen
1: February 17th oh damn she will be back she's got a good month
2: I hope she lives it up what
1: if she what if she makes a break for it I don't think she will I know I know All right, guys
2: guys love and light love and light you next Wednesday ta ta bye sexy unique podcast is created and hosted by me Lara Marie Shane Halls this episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell this episode was edited by Ness Smith savadoff If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Podcast.